Hello, and welcome to the Business Growth Accelerator. If this is the first episode of the Business Growth Accelerator podcast, I have a suggestion to make. This episode is the last one of my launch episodes. And there are other amazing nine episodes with incredible people that you just don't want to miss. They're each just a few minutes long and provide amazing practical guides on many business and marketing topics. So go back to the first one and don't miss any of them. I promise you they are binge worthy, but you definitely do not want to miss this episode as it is with Pablo Gonzalez, who developed a marketing strategy that allowed a $150 million company to go from 76 deals in a year to 86 in a single quarter. And in this episode, he shares exactly how you can do that too. Growing a business is tough. Believe me, I know. I'm a serial entrepreneur with three startups behind me. One went public, the second busted because of bad decisions by the CEO. That was me, by the way. And the third grew to $100 million in sales as part of a larger company that got sold. It took me 20 years to learn how to do it right, but now I'm on a quest to get you there much faster. I'm hosting senior business leaders, entrepreneurs, and world-class experts. Together, we search for gold, strategies, systems, processes, and practical tips that you can implement to grow your business. You will hear fascinating business stories, really funny moments, and lots of actionable business tips. Welcome to the Business Growth Accelerator. Hello, and welcome back to the Business Growth Accelerator. This is Isario, host, and I'm crazy excited today for my guest. I'll give you some random facts about him. First of all, he's an amazing cook. He's a semi-professional spike ball player, which if you don't know what it is, go check it out. I didn't try it yet, but he sounds very much into it, so it's got to be fun. He is the chief executive connector, which makes him a networking ninja. And he was able to take his largest client from 76 really large deals in a year before he started with them to 86 in a quarter a year later, which is absolutely mind-blowing. And I'm really, really lucky to have him as my business partner, the one, the only Pablo Gonzalez. Hello, brother. Ah, Thank you for ninja time. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for the thanks for the intro. Isar, I will play spike ball for money. I promise you that right now. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe I will too. I just got to try it once to see what, what, what the whole hype is about. So- I'll tell you why I'm so excited about this, this conversation, because you figured out how to solve three of the biggest problems in the marketing world today. And everybody knows, really anybody, whether you're a solopreneur or a CMO of, of a large corporation, you know you need to create content. But that generates three different problems, probably more, but three really big problems. Problem number one is what content do I create? Problem number two is you want to address different people. So you want to create one-to-one -one relationships with your targeted clients. You want to create one-to-few relationships with your community and your ecosystem. And you want to drive one-to-many relationships to feed the funnel. And it's always problematic to balance these things. And then the third problem is 
how the hell do I do all these things when my marketing resources, again, whether I'm a big company CMO or a solopreneur for sure, and anything in between, how do I balance all of this to, to make this thing work? So what's the story? How do I solve these problems? Well, Isar, you know, I would argue that the, the fundamental issue that drives that problem is that marketing is stuck in their head thinking about what content to create. And that comes from a lack of interaction with your ideal client. And in a lifelong obsession of how to create relationships and how to grow as many relationships as possible and scale relationships and, and make as many friends as I can, I've realized that the, the key thing to making great content is to make it about your ideal client. And once you start thinking about it that way, it creates this elegant solution. If you think about creating a live interactive online show where what you are doing is talking to an ideal client, an ideal partner, somebody in your network that's valuable to your clientele, somebody in your industry that is valuable to your clientele about stuff that your clients care about while inviting your clients and your potential clients to be a part of the discussion. And if you can create a regular schedule of doing this on a weekly manner or in whatever regular cadence that you create, and while you are doing that, you are focusing on three levels of connections. One, the connection that you are creating between you and your guest. Two, the connection you're creating between you and the audience, right? If you have six, 16, 60, or 600 people, all of those people feel like they got an hour of your time and you only spent one hour, right? So you're building relationships that scale that way. And three, doing what the best business developers and best connectors do in the world, which is connecting people, focusing on the relationship between your guest and your audience. By whenever there is interaction from the audience, you phrase it as a warm introduction to that guest that, that they were trying to figure out. So give me an example. So, so let's say you're hosting, you're running a show for a large client and I'm in the audience and I have a question. What happens then? Like, how do you create that relation? Is it like a Zoom call? Like I'm trying to make this practical. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's give, let's give a real life example of a client that we have, JWB, Rental Income Property Investing Company. This is an 85 person company. They do about $150 million a year in revenue. They have three business development reps and two people on their marketing team. So it's a substantial company. It's not like a two-man show doing yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, they've been on the front page of the Wall Street Journal a couple of times. They've been on the Inc. 5000 list the last nine years in a row. They're unamazing. I, like I can go on. This can be the JWB show because I love them, <laughs> right? But, but for example, they sell turnkey rental income properties. And they had recently a client of theirs, an 85-year-old gentleman who ran out of retirement money, got a reverse mortgage in this house in Palo Alto, and was able to turn that into multiple properties in Florida that he's now cash flowing at $5,000 a month plus, which is way more than what he needed for his retirement. So while our client was hosting them on the show, we're sitting there moderating, and we're driving this intimate conversation between Ken and Greg about how you know, Ken was able to overcome this by not thinking like an average investor, right? Like that is the intimate relationship that they're building. Like if Greg would have taken him out to dinner, the audience was there and people were blown away by this idea of creating this short amount of cash flow in a short amount of time. And the whole time, you know, when the audience comes up, it's like a, it's like a wacky AM radio show, right? Like there's <laughs> regular people that keep showing up and showing up and we make inside jokes and through storylines so that when they show up, it's like, you know, there's a lady, Marilyn from Homosassa, Florida, that's known for manatees in the spring. So we always say Marilyn Cotterman. And then, and I say from Homosassa, Florida and Greg goes home of the manatees, right? It's just, it's a way of making it welcoming and making it part of their like hanging 
hanging out in their living room. And then when somebody asks a question, so Marilyn asked that question and Marilyn says, oh man, I didn't think about this. So you can actually create more cash flow from a reverse mortgage buying other homes in a different state than investing that in a T-bill or something like that. So I, I bring up Marilyn. I say, hey, Marilyn's joining us from Florida. She's also, you know, the beginning her retirement phase. She's curious about generating cash flow. Ken, is it true that this is how you did it, right? So you phrase it like a warm introduction so that people feel like they're getting introduced, not just, oh, Ken, is it true that you can create more cash flow, right? Like you, you bring the person into that. And because we're recording these conversations and we leverage the show as a stage, you're trying to give everybody a little piece of that stage so that you take that recording and you turn it into a one hour branded YouTube show, 10 minutes best of YouTube segment, the five best back and forth between Greg and Ken, the five best question and answer segments from the audience where the person's name makes it on and we put the name on the screen and they get a piece of the micro content, the five best quotes that come out of it become quote cards, the lessons become an, an email and the expansion of the email, it turns into an SEO optimized blog and the audio gets turned into a podcast. So now you've taken that one seed, you've planted it in 20 different pots and you've put it in six different ecosystems to be nurtured frictionlessly with nobody around that can create relationships and drive people A, to get attention to your company, B, to listen to you longer form. If you listen to a three-minute snippet, then you want to listen to the whole audio. Then if you listen to the whole audio, maybe you want to show up to the live show. If you show up to the live show a couple of times, it's been proven that those people turn into customers and you're really not doing any extra work to get them there. That's brilliant. I, I want to ask a question though. If I'm the CMO I'm hearing this, I'm like, oh my God, this makes so much sense because with that one show, you do the one-to-one, you do the one-to-few, you distribute it one-to-many. The problem is most marketing departments, again, large or small, are stretched really, really thin. And now doing everything that you're saying is just not doable. I'm like, okay, this is amazing. I really want to do this, but I can't afford to do this. I don't have the time. What's the solution? Listen, man, most marketing departments are a mixture of creative data scientists, right? Like they want to create these experiments and run these things and, and attribute these models. But what they need is content to fill their pipeline. So we take it off the table, right? Like what we do is we set the strategy, we plan what the show needs to be about, we create the cadence, we help them figure out what guests we want to bring on, we help them onboard the guest, we help them moderate the call, and then we're the ones that create all this content so that their limited marketing team can focus on their superpower, whether what they're what they're good at is writing or what they're good at is creating these data structures and reporting, we allow them to do that final you know, 10 to, to 5% of the work that needs to be done to create the structure around all of this and live within their superpower. And while we feed them all the tools that they need in order to make this happen, we give them the ingredients, we give them the recipe, they just got to cook. You're right. It's like blue apron. Sounds amazing. How much time do they invest? How much time do your clients invest in this whole process? It's, it's typically about three hours a week for them for all this thing to happen. It's one hour on the show. Somebody from the, from the client team is there. One hour of prep work a week because we, we get intimately involved in the marketing department. And then, you know, I would say about an hour of coordination throughout the week between us and them and, and downstream whatever they're doing in Salesforce or HubSpot or whatever. But it's three hours a week. All this stuff happens for them. And, you know, you said the results yourself, right? Like they went from 70 deals a year to 70 deals a quarter. And more interestingly, we did something that, is referred to in, in the ABM world that's called flipping the funnel, right? Like we went from Q1 2020 of having 1,200 leads that turned into 20-something sales to Q4 having just roughly about 700 leads turn into 60-something sales. And that is really just a, 
efficient use of everybody's time when your salespeople has to talk to less people to create more sales. You know, and that's really the goal is to get you the client on the sales call that's already ready to buy. Brilliant. Amazing. Pablo, thank you so much. This was really, really fascinating. How do I learn more? Like if I'm a CMO or a CEO or head of sales and I want to learn more, where can I find more information about this? Easy peasy. Check out our company website, bethestage.live. And people can just book a call, right? And connect with us and learn what we do or just read the content or however they want to connect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, follow this podcast, subscribe to it, give Isar a five-star rating. All you got to do is tap five stars. You don't even have to write a comment, but that's number one. Number two, just come to the website. You can just get on our calendar. Let's hop on and explain it. This is my favorite conversation I have. So I, I really hope that our friend that's listening right now just hops on and wants to nerd out about this stuff because we can, we can make this work for, for most companies. I'm really, really lucky to have you as a partner. And thank you for spending the time and sharing it with everybody. I am lucky that the heavens opened up and it gave me you as a partner, Isar, man. I'm, I'm really grateful to be on this journey. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Your business growth is my number one priority in this podcast. To do that, I want to bring the biggest names that I can and get you practical tips as frequently as possible. And you can help. Visit Apple Podcasts right now, subscribe, download, rate, and review the podcast, and I would really appreciate it. And if you want my number one tip for business growth acceleration, visit growthaccelerator.biz right now. Oh, yeah.